0: Hello, I'm Ken Bruce. I appeared as a guest on My Time Capsule, and after that I had to give up a job I'd had for 46 years. (sighs) Anyway, they want me to tell you that they've started a thing called Acast Plus, where for a small monthly fee, you can get the podcast ad-free. For me, I think the ads are the best thing in it. That Fenton Stevens, he does drone on a bit. Anyway, whatever you like, do something And have a go at it. ACAST Plus, my time capsule. Thanks, Ken. Charming. Anyway, to get my time capsule ad-free, and for a bonus my time capsule, the debrief episode every week, subscribe to ACAST Plus. Details in the description of this episode. Thanks. Bloody Ken Bruce, what a cheek.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
0: Hello and welcome to My Time Capsule. If you've listened to this podcast before, then you'll know that my time capsule is the podcast where I, Mike Fenton-Stevens, ask various guests to reveal the five things from any time in their life that they would choose to preserve in a time capsule. They can pick anything at all, a person, a place, an object, a gig, a holiday, something small and seemingly insignificant, as long as it holds a special memory for them. They can even pick something ephemeral, like a feeling or thought, or even a smell, Of the five things they choose, four of them are things that they treasure and would be happy to keep safe in the time capsule. But one has to be something that they wish they could forget. Something they rather regret and would like to bury in the ground and never think of again. And these are the things we talk about and around, and hopefully it will reveal things about each guest that they don't usually talk about. Well, that's the theory, so let's see if it works with my guest in this episode, the Scottish TV presenter, former model and actress, Gail Porter. Gail studied at the Portobello High School in Edinburgh and then studied media production at West Hearts College. She very quickly established herself as one of the best TV presenters around, working in children's TV in shows such as Up For It, Fully Booked and Children's BBC Scotland. She also presented a number of mainstream shows like The Movie Chart Show, Live and Kicking, The Big Breakfast, Children in Need and Top of the Pops. At the same time gail's career as a model took off she also took part in the reality tv show celebrity blind man's buff gail presented three series of dead famous she worked on the gadget show was a regular panelist on channel 4's the right stuff and spent 20 days in the house of celebrity big brother in 2005 gail developed alopecia totalis losing her hair She decided not to wear a hat or a wig in order to raise awareness of the condition. She became ambassador for the Little Princess Trust, a charity which provides wigs to children with hair loss. Gail's alopecia was the subject of the BBC One Life Series documentary Gail Porter Laid Bare. Her autobiography, Laid Bare My Story of Love, Fame and Survival, was published in September 2007. Finally, Gail is the Vice President of the Children's Trust, a UK charity for children with brain injuries. I spoke to Gail as part of the publicity for her new 10 part TV series, Spooked Scotland, where she leads a team of paranormal experts around some of Scotland's most beautiful and supposedly haunted locations, available on the streaming service Discovery Plus and really on Freeview. So we talked about that and other things, including the five things she put in a time capsule. Here is the ever effervescent, Gail Porter. Hello.
2: Sorry, my a wee bit late. I talk too much.
0: <laughs> Is that the problem? How are you? All right.
2: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm very well, yeah. Lovely
2: all your um your everything all your artwork and everything
0: And yeah these are mostly things from friends over the years although there look that that one there that's an extraordinary photograph that i bought it's um it's really disturbing actually i don't know why i've got it on the wall because every time i look at it 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 sort of slightly upsets me it's of children in a doorway in iraq reacting to an explosion
2: but you know what i can understand why you've got it because it's a reminder of what A horrific world we're in at the moment.
0: But also, how fortunate we are to be still living what we regard as a normal life. It's weird, isn't it?
2: I know. But you know what? I've got over. I could well. I could show you if you want to have a a zoom around. (laughs) my, My best friend was Storm Thorgerson, who did all the artwork for Pink Floyd. Wow! When he passed away, he left a whole bunch of stuff. And I've got them all up my hallway. Just remember, he was a a very grumpy human being, but he, for whatever reason, he just liked my company. So I used to go up and just hang out with him. And then I've got all these lovely memories. So, you Uh, know.
0: Great. Yeah. And they're back, aren't they? Pink Floyd. What an extraordinary thing.
2: Very odd.
0: I was once in France staying with, uh, you know, those sort of rich people that you meet every now and again.
2: Not really. I guess someone does.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's weird, isn't it?
2: It's you. No?
0: It's me. It's me. I stayed in a chateau, which I think was owned by um, by Miles Copeland, and a helicopter landed on the lawn.
2: As it does. As they
0: do. And Nick Mason, the drummer from Pig Floyd.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, had come for lunch.
2: As, yeah, as you do. Yeah. It's so bizarre, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> you know, because when I met Storm, I literally, I was working, I was... Living in Belsize Park, I was walking my dog, and um I walked past him and he had his, he had a stroke. And um I went into his restaurant and he's like, You over there, because he was doing a cover of a new Muse album, and Muse wanted sort of bold men all sitting around a table. And he said, I want to do bold women sitting around the table. Wow. The PR people from Muse were like, No, we're not having that. <laughs> And he was like, because you know, he was like, I want, I want the look of Gail. And he was the first person that was actually made me feel that, do you know what? Being bold is quite cool. So, you know, yeah. yeah, they didn't take it, but uh, yeah. And then every day he'd go, he'd, I'd get a message. And one of his PR people going, are you going up? He would like his eggs cut. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, he's having his breakfast because you know, he can only use one arm. And I go, Yeah, I'm going up. So I just sit and chat. And he's like, I don't like that person. I don't like that person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant.
2: I was like, You still like me, though? And he's like, Lovely. You're like, She can F off.
0: <laughs> 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 Brilliant. Uh, well, it is quite cool. I had a friend a long time ago who had alopecia, an actress. And of course, she, you know, as an actress said, what am I going to do? And I said, well, I think it looks fantastic. And she did eventually just say, do you know what? This is a real asset.
2: I was so fortunate. Are we doing the interview now? Yes.
0: Well, sort of. Yes. I mean, you know, yeah.
2: Sorry, I'm never sure. Uh, But yeah, um, I, I, when it first happened, obviously it was a complete shock to the system because I was working in Vegas looking for dead people as you do. Um, I was doing a program called Dead Famous and we were in a, in, a, in a graveyard and my hair had just been falling out in clumps and clumps and clumps and there was no reason for it and I didn't understand and then I went into a little trailer and there was a lovely makeup artist and I had sort of do you remember the the advert when the guy was smoking a cigar and um, oh yeah the, the, the crossover what was yes. that? yeah and it was like (laughs) so I had I had that little bit of hair um I just said to her do you know what just get rid of it because I can't cope with this anymore and um so she shaved it off Mm. and um I thought wow um I I've lost all my hair in four weeks this is quite um a big thing and um we went to a club in Vegas because all my friends were like you know come out you need to come out and, and just deal with it which I think was the best thing that anyone ever said to me is like don't wallow in it don't get upset go out so we went to this place in Vegas and I was sitting there and because you know in America anything goes uh, not that I agree with most of the things that they do but no. in Vegas nobody cares and I went down and I sat and these girls all came up to me going, oh my god we love you Luke are you in a band and I was like yes I am yeah i was like yeah i'll take that
0: yeah
2: (laughs) and i was like the alabasians i don't know (laughs) it's night and then i had to come back to london and just sort of um deal with unfortunately the press in london who don't they're not extremely kind no yeah and um but the best thing was when i got home i'd left my daughter at home with her daddy so I'd gone away with hair. And my main worry, I didn't care what anyone thought of me. I just was worried about the fact that I was going to come home. She'd seen mummy go away with hair and come back with no hair. Yeah. And I didn't want her to be scared or freaked out. And she just looked at me. She said, rock and roll. And I said, you know what? That's all I need. I don't care what anybody else thinks of me. I'm going to take this and I'm going to use it for the good of other people. So do you know what? Say what you like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the sad thing is that at the time, if you had been able to contact all those people around the country who were being bombarded with those ridiculous newspaper articles, if you'd been able to talk to them personally, they would have said, no, you look great, Gail. You look fantastic. Well done.
2: Yeah, well, the point, well, I don't know. But yeah, there was like articles going, oh, this person looks great. And then there's a picture of Gail looking like she's struggling. Well, yeah. I know. Life is a struggle. Don't, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I work in an industry where unfortunately these things happen, but you can use it for the good.
0: Absolutely. Well, tell me about your new programme that you've made. It sounds extraordinary. You've been to the most beautiful places. And Did you see any of them? I did. I saw the first one in Aaron.
2: I swore a lot, didn't I? (laughs) I was so Scottish. Because the thing is, um, yeah, it was amazing. We went to the most beautiful locations. Mm. And the wonderful thing about this programme is, we do the history so we go through the whole history of the you know the castles or the houses or the people that live in the villages or the the towns that we go and visit so everyone's got a story so that made my day like the happiest ever because I love learning about things mm. and also no offence to the English but it was like and when the Scottish slaughtered you're like oh no oh my God. <laughs> but then at the night time we did the spooky stuff so it was a really great dynamic so we had us psychic who believes in everything and i love him to bits me i'm a skeptic and i cry about everything and then you've got a parapsychologist called evelyn and she can just put everything to rights. and then you've got ryan who does all the technology so it's 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 like scooby-doo
0: yeah i thought it was a good combination of people actually because you do have that one person who says no this is it and i know this is real and i've this all the time and look do you not see that there and you've got an element with you going was it that or was it this and there's always a a sort of a questioning element to it which i think is crucial in something like that otherwise it's in a way it's sort of it's just showbiz but actually it was really interesting i want to see the one at bannockburn
2: bannockburn that was amazing oh my gosh i loved bannockburn i just Mm. i just wanted to come home i didn't want to live in the, the castle there was one episode that they said uh, right, this is the most haunted room, Gail, and you're staying here on your own tonight. What? <laughs> it's all fine when other people are around you. I mean, we didn't have a massive crew; maybe like ten of us, and then they all went off. So some people would go home because they lived near where, <laughs> and then they went. You have to sleep here because obviously you're from living in London, so that's your room. And I was like, sorry, is that the most haunted room in the world? <laughs>
0: And there's not one of us who at some point hasn't been in a dark corridor or a dark room or on our own and suddenly become scared about something. There's not one of us that that hasn't happened to.
2: I definitely agree with that because also it's like, you know, when you like you're walking up the road and then suddenly start running because it's dark. You think there's someone behind you, but there's nobody behind you. And then you start running even faster and you think, what are we scared of? Don't know. Yeah. It's the unknown. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I look forward to seeing it it's fantastic so it's really lovely of you to do this podcast with me
2: thank you so much for asking me
0: we're going to talk about five things that you've got from your life any time at all that you want to put into a time capsule so these are nice things four of them are at least but one of them is something you think so oh, I wish I could get rid of that or just forget it
2: okay so you would like five things that I'd like to keep forever
0: well you yeah, have four things you'd like to keep forever but one that you'd like to in a way bury in the ground and forget
2: okay so obviously i can't bury people can i
0: you sort of can pick people because it's really it's figurative i'm not going to definitely bury them in the ground
2: it's my, my scottish humor um <laughs> i think i've got a photograph of when i gave birth to my daughter and she was about four hours old and um i would love to keep that forever Because now that she's a 19-year-old, she's like, yeah, what is it now? (laughs) Whereas I've got this picture of me and her, and she looks like she loves me. (laughs) I know she still loves me, of course, but, you know, it changes over the years. So I definitely have that. I'd have that memory. Mm.
0: So 19 years ago, what's her name? Honey. Honey. What a lovely name.
2: It was weird because when I was pregnant, I kept saying, I'm going to call my daughter Pebbles. And my ex-husband was like, No, you're not. And I was like, We're getting divorced. I don't care what you say. (laughs) His parents were going, You can't call a child pebbles. And I was like, I'm pregnant. I can do what I want. (laughs) So I turned into like that sort of like hormonal insane person. And then when I saw her, I was just like, Oh, honey, she's a honey. So she's my five foot eight, honey. And I've got the most beautiful picture of her when she was four days old. Uh, Four days. I thought it was four weeks. No, she was four days old. Four days. And shiny, tiny, and just in my arms, and I've, I've got it up in my, yeah, hallway. I love it so much.
0: And does that photograph remind you of the smell, which is what I always think oh, about?
2: I know, amazing. And now, because I've had COVID twice, I can't smell anything. No. Like nothing whatsoever.
0: Oh, no. How well, long has that been the case?
2: Um, I've not been able to smell since November.
0: Oh, no, Gail.
2: Now, always, do you know what? If anyone wants to take me out for dinner, it's the most cheapest date, <laughs> because I, I can't, like, choose anything for us. I can't smell it or... It, I can't taste anything either, so...
0: Oh, no. Oh, the joys of life.
2: Joys of life. <laughs> but I'm still smiling. So anyway, that would be the first thing. Yes,
0: that's a lovely thing to put in there. We will put that photograph of your daughter, Honey, into the time capsule as number one. So what's the second thing?
2: I think i probably put Cool for Cats by Squeeze. Mm. But it's the first single I ever bought for 50 pence by my local record player people. And I was so excited because I took my... Um, you know, when you got pocket money in ye olden days oh, yeah. and I went straight down and I bought that and I loved it so much and I played all the time and it was the most exciting thing that ever happened to me because I had a record player and my first ever thing so squeeze for cats.
0: Yeah. Squeeze were a great band, they were. The thing that over the years I've noticed about Squeeze that I don't think I noticed at the time is that they don't sing harmony. Don't, they don't. No, they just sing an octave apart.
2: They don't.
0: amazing. Isn't it weird? You'd never think that that would work, but it works fantastically well.
2: Love it. Jules Holland is, yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah brilliant. And the lyrics in those songs were amazing, I think. I've got a friend who, for years, with um, Chris Difford, has been trying to write a musical with the music of Squeeze.
2: Oh, my God, seriously? Yeah. That sounds really exciting. I know. No offence to the West End, but you know what? We'd like something fun and rock and roll and amazing.
0: Yeah, because there's such a sense of humour in all of them as well, I think.
2: And they had so much fun.
0: Yeah. So where were you living when you bought that record?
2: Oh, I was living in Edinburgh. I was living in Brunston Gardens, um, and I... I just remember getting my 50 pence and I was so excited. And I went to Joppa and then we went to Portobello and I got, yeah, Cool for Cats and I was so excited.
0: Brilliant. I won't sing it because otherwise I'll spoil it for you.
2: I dare you. I dare you. Go on.
0: I can't remember the words. Go on. <laughs> it says it's cool for cats, it's cool for, cool for cats. <laughs> I love- <laughs> Lovely. All right. Okay. So we've got the picture of your daughter, four days old, and we've got Call for Cats by Squeeze in there. And I've put your record player in with it so that you get the original sound.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've got two more.
0: Yeah. Two more that you like, you want to keep. Right, unless you listen to this podcast on a provider that removes the ads, this is the point where you get the chance to listen to some, and we get a chance to make a little bit of money for having them on our podcast. I mean, I know some people regard me as being a philanthropic multimillionaire who doesn't need the money and only works for the pleasure it brings others, but then some people are fucking idiots. So here are some ads. Now, I need to change these shoes. Um, where did my underbutler butler go to? Philip? With some creme fraiche and a packet of condoms. Anyway, welcome back. And for those of you who like to skip through the ads, you've gone too far and missed possibly the funniest story I know about the Prime Minister. Right, let's return to Gail Porter and see what else she would like to place in her time capsule for safekeeping. And the one thing she'd like to banish from her life.
2: So I think probably Star Wars, the movie, on VHS. Right. Well, I actually went to see it with my mum when it came out and I was so overwhelmed by everything uh-huh. my mum named her cat Princess Leia that's how much we loved Star Wars so if I had a VHS copy I'd put that in because it was such a big part of my childhood and I used to go to school dressed up as Princess Leia and I got bullied quite a lot and yeah it's understandable now when I look back <laughs> on it I was thinking what? <laughs> you know, I was like, I used to have my hair in buns and I'd turn up and going, may the force be with you, everybody. And everyone's was like, what is she talking about?
0: <laughs> How old were you, girl, when that came out?
2: I must have been, so it was 1970. When it came to the cinemas in Edinburgh, I think it was 1978. Mm-hmm. So I must have been seven. Ah. And it was the best thing in the world ever for me. And I remember mum saying to me, right Gail the film's finished we need to go now and I was crying she's like why are you not leaving the cinema I was like I want to go and live in space <laughs> and she's like oh Gail do you know it's a, it's a film I was like no in my head it was all completely real so she bought me two massive badges so one had um, <laughs> Luke on it and one had Leia so I had them on both my breasts <laughs> I was only little and then I went to school with buns in the next day and then I didn't understand why I got bullied
0: <laughs> Oh when you think back to that I mean it's easy to sort poo-poo it now to sort of go I don't know what the fuss is all about but actually for everybody the first time you saw that film that opening sequence when the words go out off into space and the music starts up
3: amazing
0: unbelievably thrilling because I you know I mean there had been Stanley Kubrick and things like that but actually that image of space and the ship coming over the top and the sound it was unbelievable wasn't it
2: I think when it comes to Stanley Kubrick, when we're children, we're not going to understand that. No. Whereas Star Wars got us into that and then got us into understanding Stanley Kubrick when we got older. Mm. If I was a Stanley Kubrick film when I was eight, I'd probably get, you know, my parents would get arrested or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had just become a student when that came out. I went to see it at a cinema in Oxford and I went twice because I was so excited by it.
2: I've got it. I play it all the time. My daughter doesn't get it. Cause obviously she's of a new gen- generation. So, you know, she looks at it and she's like, Oh, do you know what? That looks like there's loads of, you know, weird special effects. I was like, yeah, yeah. Hello. That's the reason that you're watching what you're watching now. Because if it doesn't start from somewhere, I mean, obviously it started a long time ago. I remember watching like films. What was the film that I watched? Um, das Boot. Oh yeah. I was like, um, I turned up for, um, a lecture and nobody else turned up it was just me <laughs> my lecturer was like oh, nobody else is here gail porter why are you here and i said well it was it was like written down and they said oh um point well, you know the Das boot goes on for a long time and it's all in german and i was like well yeah because it's called Das boot i'm not that that person that sat through it and everyone's like why would you do that and i said because you've got to learn everyone's got to learn how people made films and you know how people make i i love understanding how people made music, and I'm just interested.
0: Is that what you studied then at college?
2: Uh, yeah, I did. I, I studied film and I went to a film school and um didn't last that long because I went AWOL, you know, it was the 90s. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Do you know what? All these things are interesting and wonderful.
0: It's a brilliant film.
2: How long did it go on for? It's ages.
0: It feels ages, doesn't it?
2: It felt like ages because I was the only person there, so my lecturer kept looking at me going nodding at me, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm the <laughs> only here I felt like I should be doing something really like should I kind of like oh thumbs up I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) like watching Das Boot on my own with a lecturer going yeah this is (laughs) great
0: maybe taking notes
2: I was thinking all my friends are at fashion school just going out and having parties I was going Das Boot danke schön danke
0: (laughs) But <laughs> well, I'm not going to put that into the time capsule. We're going to put the very first Star Wars film.
2: Not the last lot. No. They are terrible.
0: No, I know. People who saw the first lot and the effect that it had on you means that when you watch the other ones, then they, to me, look like, oh, this is a lot of special effects. Right. Yeah. It's sort of too much.
2: I think, you know what, when you get to the end of something amazing and wonderful, just let it go. Don't keep going and trying to make, you know... I'm sure Ewan McGregor is a lovely person, but don't ever, ever, ever do that again.
0: <laughs> I love the fact that he's got a slight impersonation of Alec Guinness when he does it.
2: Do you know what? Just don't do it. Just make it stop. Just do it. <laughs> I think that's the older I get and the more, you know, I'm Scottish, I'm getting old, I can say what I like. I'm not being disrespectful, but I'll just be honest and say, you know, I'm not being mean, but don't do it. <laughs>
0: <Don't> do <it. laughs> you and stop it now Thank you you
2: know If he asked me to be an Ewok Or RTD2 I could do that Because you wouldn't see me I'd be in a costume
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see you With the buns On the side of your head
2: So would I I'd like to see any hair On my head
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh brilliant Okay well that's The third item So we've got One more that you like And one you want To get rid of
2: um, Well I was going to go And try and get you something But are you I don't mind to- Yeah because this is fun, but it's still Star Wars related. Is that okay? That's okay, yeah. Wait, give me two seconds. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Right, hang on. Still here. i you know, now that I just on my own. So it's still Star Wars related, but can I take this with me?
0: <laughs> can you do the voice?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: can I think that's good?
0: Yes, you can. It's a Wookiee, isn't it? It's Chewbacca. Chewbacca, yeah, but is Chewbacca a Wookiee?
2: Of course he's a Wookiee. We need to sit and have tea sometime.
0: It's been a long time since I put that VHS in. What? Yes.
2: <laughs> it's my go-to film. I've got everything over there. I'm not going to even show you over there. It's just like... And I've got Obi-Wan Kenobi that's speaking to Princess Leia and she goes, help me, Obi-Wan. Oh, do you want me... Oh, I'm not going to bring it over. That's terrible. This is my Tinder thing, isn't it?
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: You want to date Gail Porter? Not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Help me. No,
2: I'm not going to get it. It's <laughs> she lights up and She talks to Obi Wan.
0: I can yeah. see the temptation in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? I think I should. You're going to do it, okay?
2: <laughs> Obi, come on, Obi Wan Kenobi. Like <laughs> right. anyone that's watching this podcast is going to go, oh my god. Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you've got that, but you always yeah. put the little model of Obi-Wan Kenobi there. That's a beautiful impersonation you did there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my father's
1: request to impersonate My ship has fallen under attack, and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to all around space. I
2: have placed information vital to the survival of the This could go Earth,
1: on forever. the 2 units.
2: But look, he looks really interested. He's really interested. You
1: must see this safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate
0: hour. Help me, Obi-Wan
2: Kenobi. You're my only help. OK, no problem. Slater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that the original voice?
2: Yeah, that's the original voice, yeah. Is it? I buy everything original. I've got lightsabers and everything.
0: I went to a French chateau not long ago.
2: Oh, another one.
0: Yes, and the man who owned it had spent a fortune on Lord of the Rings memorabilia. I've never seen such a collection. This beautiful chateau, which was very nice to look around, but one room was just rammed with Lord of the Rings memorabilia.
2: I think it's a weird thing. It's like, um, it's almost like a crutch when you're feeling a wee bit lonely or something. Or it, it's a memory. So for me, with Star Wars, it's a memory of going with my mum and her taking me there and spying us like little Star Wars figures. And now that I don't have her, I don't know. Star Wars, just it's it's a memory to me that just reminds me of the, the best times that I ever had with my family.
0: Lovely. It can become an obsession, though, these things. Shane Ritchie on this podcast revealed to me that he'd bought the wagon that Charlton Heston was brought into town in in Planet of the Apes.
2: I'm so sorry about that. I put it on eBay. It was just a it was a, it was a fake. I'm so sorry, Shane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm afraid I've spent the money. Sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry, Shane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I
2: go to Planet,
0: yeah,
2: you know, any of the wee tiny shops or something, I just like things that make me smile. So yeah, I don't have a budget to buy like really expensive stuff. But if I see something that makes me chuckle and reminds me of my mum and star wars then i'll take it
0: yeah what a lovely memory there we are so you've got your mum memories of your mum and then also memories of your daughter when she was just born so the mask is your fourth thing
2: they always make like if anyone comes to my house which i don't really let anyone in not that i'm weird but you know but i always put the mask on was like look at this isn't this funny they're like why why did you buy that they are <laughs> like trainers or something I was like because I've got a Chewbacca mask. it makes noises and it's funny
0: I would wear it for every single Amazon delivery
2: oh my god well if they actually get to your door and don't chuck it outside but yeah definitely
0: <laughs> <laughs> if
2: I was like, on watch and they were chucking outside I could go out like they're like oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> brilliant okay Gail we've got to find something that you want to put in there for me to bury and you can forget it
2: from my life do you know what I think I was trying to think about this question because obviously I got sent it before and I was thinking nothing that I've gone through. Obviously, I've gone through a lot of weird things. I would not like to bury any of my past or my life because it makes you who you are and it makes you a better person. So if I had to bury something, can I, ch- I don't know, do I, can I choose anything? Yeah. But without embarrassing, because I don't want to be like accused of
0: murder or... <laughs>
2: What should I bury? Um probably um my marriage certificate.
0: Right. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, no, that's fair enough.
2: So do you know what he's not gonna get angry about this because he's probably like burnt his as well.
0: It didn't work then. No. <laughs> no.
2: no. Like, we've been separated for uh, you know, eighteen years or something. I don't even have the marriage to. Do you find these
0: things online? I can find that or we'll get rid of it.
2: I don't want to be mean to anybody, so I don't know. Like, burying something sounds like being mean to something. Mm. Do you know what? I'm going to bury my hair. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere. No idea where it is, but I'm going to bury it. So whoever's got it, <laughs> it's, it's like either between Vegas and London, so it's all fallen out. So if anyone's got it, could you just bury it for me?
0: And that's a real sort of sense of you don't need it anymore.
2: Well, I'm not going to get it. So. <laughs> and I don't think I do need it.
0: Did I not read that you had a period where it started to grow back and then it stopped again?
2: Yeah, it did. And it was literally, I think it was like a month or two months. And I got quite excited. But then it was it was this patch and then this patch. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, when it all fell out again, I thought, thank goodness, because it was all a bit messy I look like a jigsaw and I thought, right, no, I'd rather just, and now I don't have to shave. Nothing grows back. I've got no eyebrows. The only thing I don't like is not having eyelashes because I'm running every day. And by the time I get into like the first 1K, I can't see. Because you know what? People don't understand that eyelashes have got a purpose. They keep the dust out of your eyes and nose hair, not being a bit weird, but when you get a runny nose, it just like runs.
0: Of course.
2: Yeah, just all these different things I'm learning.
0: No, I'd never thought about that. And in fact, you think if you run in the rain, your eyebrows are really useful for in a way diverting the rain, aren't they?
2: Literally, I come back and I can't see. Um, (laughs) I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to keep doing it. It doesn't matter. And do you know what? life throws challenges at you every single day and I I feel like I'm a very lucky human being and I don't care what I look like and yeah
0: it is one of those things well I think you look lovely
2: thank you you're very kind I think you look lovely too and I love the the back wall of everything
0: (laughs) thank you all right, well, there we are. I look forward to the programme. What's it called again?
2: It's called Spook Scotland and it starts on the 27th of this month and it's on Really TV, 9 o'clock and also in Discovery+. Plus. Mm.
0: Well, I look forward to seeing that and it's been lovely to talk to you.
2: I'm so sorry, I'm got. i I'm random.
0: I, I like random. Random's fun. It's good <laughs> fun. Thank you, Gail. All
2: right, lots of love. Keep well. You too.
0: You have been listening to My Time Capsule, with me, Mike Fenton-Stevens, and my lovely guest, Gail Porter. Don't forget to check out our new program, Spooked Scotland, on Discovery Plus and Really. And before we go, I'm gonna remind you of some of the things that, as an experienced podcast listener, you're probably well aware of. Yes, that's right, it's time for me to talk to you as if you're a small child. Right, you can subscribe to this podcast. That means you click on the word subscribe, a big word, next to the podcast on your podcast provider, such as Apple or Spotify or CastBox. There's lots to choose from, and they will send you every new episode as we put it out on the internet. Isn't that lovely? You can listen to it by streaming it. (laughs) It sounds like you're going to go for a paddle, doesn't it? Or you can download it and keep it forever and ever. But please ask a grown-up's permission before you do that. If you're allowed onto social media in a supervised way, then I'm there as well. And so is my time capsule. And you could follow us and even send us messages on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And there are lots of pictures to look at and things telling you the crazy things we've been up to. (laughs) If you think the theme tune that's playing in the background is pretty groovy, then you can actually listen to it without me spoiling it by talking all over it. Now, you remember I talked about a thing called Spotify? Yes, it sounds like a dog's name, doesn't it? Well, they don't only play podcasts on there. You can listen to all sorts of music as well, including our theme tune, which was written by someone called Pass the Peas Music. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Silly name. Now, before you go, don't forget to click on Five Stars, which tells everyone that this is your favourite podcast in the whole wide world. It was produced by John Fenton Stevens. Hmm. Familiar name? Is he related to me, I wonder? (laughs) Anyway, it was a cast-off production for Acast. Right, you need to clean your teeth and get your gym jams on. But before we say nighty-night, especially if you're listening to this in the middle of the day and think I'm a total wanker, here's a little joke for you. What's red and invisible? No tomatoes. Yeah, I don't get it either. Bye.